Hello, everyone. Welcome back to this week's sharing. I'd like to pose a simple question to you, and it requires a very objective mindset. Have you ever wondered what you're really supposed to be doing? Ever wonder about the purpose of your life, the meaning of your existence? Today we're going to be talking a little bit about that in just a few minutes. But as always, we want to encourage you to pray for something, and today is no different. We would like to encourage you to pray for God's purpose for your life, that He help you understand what exactly He would have you to do. It's so important to understand this because then everything we do starts to have true meaning. Life cannot simply be for looking for that next good time or achieving certain short-term goals because that is all this life has to offer. The meaning of life involves greater and more universal goals. So again, let's pray so that God helps you understand your life's purpose. Lord God, Heavenly Father, I praise you and I worship you for your good and for your mercy is everlasting. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, I first of all ask you that you please forgive my sins and my wrongs, O Lord, because, Lord God, there's always something to ask for forgiveness. Heavenly Father, thank you again for your love and for your mercy, and thank you for your Son, Jesus Christ. Uh, we can never thank you enough for him, Lord. Heavenly Father, I pray in the name of Jesus, Lord God, um, for myself, but also, Lord God, for everybody that's listening. Heavenly Father, I pray in the name of Jesus that you help them, help us all, to always be able to keep in mind what is our purpose. Because there is a purpose for our lives. There is a reason. There is a definite reason. There is a definite plan that you have designed for each and every person, Lord God. Help us, O oh Lord, to understand that clearly. That we are now where we are just because. That we're not just taking up air or, you know, we're just living and just, just existing. But that there is a reason, there is a why, there is a purpose, Lord, Lord, for each and every one of our lives. And that you want to accomplish great things through our lives. We may not see it, Lord, as great things, but they are great before your eyes. But again, that there is, help us understand that there is a definite purpose. Help us, O Lord, now to be able to understand your word, the teaching of your Holy Spirit, Lord God. And that, Lord, that you may just do that wonderful work that you want to do in each of us. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. As mentioned earlier, we'll be talking about purpose. Or more specifically, if we wanted to title this message somehow, it would be something like this. Different people with a singular purpose. Our scripture reading today can be found in 1 Kings chapter 7, verse 27 to 37. And this is what it says. He, speaking of King Solomon, also made ten carts of bronze. Four cubits was the length of each cart, four cubits its width, and three cubits its height. And this was the design of the carts. They had panels, and the panels were between frames. On the panels that were between the frames were lions, oxen, and cherubim. And on the frames was a pedestal on top. Below the lions and the oxen were wreaths of plated work. Every cart had four bronze wheels and axles of bronze, and its four feet had supports. Under the laver were supports of cast bronze beside each wreath. 
Its opening inside the crown at the top was one cubit in diameter, and the opening was round, shaped like a pedestal, one and a half cubits in outside diameter, and also on the opening were engravings, but the panels were square, not round. Under the panels were the four wheels, and the axles of the wheels were joined to the cart. The height of the wheel was one and a half cubits. The workmanship of the wheels was like the workmanship of a chariot wheel. Their axle pins, their rims, their spokes, and their hubs were all of cast bronze. And there were four supports at the four corners of each cart. Its supports were part of the cart itself. On the top of the cart, at the height of half a cubit, it was perfectly round. And on the top of the cart, its flanges and its panels were of the same casting. On the plates of its flanges and on its panels, he engraved cherubim, lions, and palm trees, wherever there was a clear space on each with wreaths all around. Thus he made the ten carts. All of them were of the same mold, one measure, and one shape. So, what can we glean from this passage? Well, we see some very interesting and peculiar carts that were designed and built for the temple. And these carts were made out of bronze and other materials with very ornate designs and patterns. It appears that their design was concise and specific. It is not conclusive what exactly these carts were used for, what their purpose was. Now, I'm sure there is meaning behind the dimensions, the style, the material, etc. Some very deep meanings. But we're not going to be getting into those kinds of details. Instead, we're going to look at things a little more obvious and relevant to each of us. The first perspective that we're going to look at is the simple fact that these carts had a very specific design for a very specific purpose. We may not understand exactly what they were used for, their intended purpose, but that could be a little irrelevant, if you will, because all that really should matter is that God knew and they definitely had a purpose. This is no different for each of us, meaning that each of us has a specific plan and purpose before the eyes of God. We are all here to do something, and something very important. No one exists just because. We are all different people, but with similar purposes, as we will see through the scriptures. 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 20 to 21 tells us this, But in a great house there are not only vessels of gold and silver, but also of wood and clay, some for honor and some for dishonor. Therefore, if anyone cleanses himself from the latter, he will be a vessel for honor, sanctified and useful for the master, prepared for every good work. This entire universe belongs to the Lord, and the great house represents the universe. Every single thing created has a specific purpose and forms part of the whole somehow. Each one of us form part of a whole as well. And the Bible describes us in the passage we just read as vessels. And if we cleanse ourselves from certain impurities or valueless materials, then we will become something of great value. As it says, we will be a vessel for honor, sanctified and useful for the master, prepared for every good work. Now, we may become gold and silver vessels, if you will, but that does not mean that we can become in any shape or form proud or feel like we're better somehow than the next person. Even though God 
can make us into very special things, that does not imply that we can allow ourselves to forget that we all form part of something greater. We cannot be freestanding objects. We are part of something bigger than each of us individually. The Bible says this in Romans chapter 12, verse 3 to 5. It says, For I say through the grace given to me to everyone who is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly, as God has dealt to each one a measure of faith. For as we have many members in one body, but all the members do not have the same function, so we, being many, are one body in Christ, and individually members of one another. So we have to take things easy. You cannot afford to let anything take away this focus, least of all, your own pride. We are members of the body of Christ if we have genuinely come to have a personal and intimate relationship with the Lord. You cannot form part of the body of Christ until you have surrendered fully and completely to the Lord. Now, even though we form part of the body of Christ, we all do different things. We all perform different functions, but we should all work cohesively. And this lack of unity is what brings about the disasters we have in the body of Christ. Sadly enough, we are not all going the same direction. We are not all supporting each other. Not all of us are concerned with God's purposes. Instead, we are trying to fulfill our own selfish desires and carry out our own carnal agendas. It's a great shame, but that's what's happening. We're not collectively living out the purpose God would like for us to carry out. The Word of God also teaches us this in Romans chapter 15, verse 4 to 6. For whatever things were written before were written for our learning, that we through the patience and comfort of the Scriptures might have hope. Now may the God of patience and comfort grant you to be like-minded toward one another, according to Christ Jesus, that you may with one mind and one mouth glorify the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. The Word of God is here to teach us how we ought to live. It instills an eternal hope in us. That's its focus. And as part of that focus, we need to be like-minded toward one another, and that it all needs to be according to Christ Jesus. And when that happens, then we should all move in unison with a common goal, to glorify God the Father and our Lord Jesus Christ. So this is the first part of where we are all different people, but we all should have a common mind, a common goal. How we go about doing things is one thing, but the reason for why we do things should be something we all generally agree on. In Mark chapter 12, verse 29 to 31, the Lord taught us something that we have read many times, because this should be the base for everything we do. For it says, Jesus answered him, The first of all the commandments is, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. And you shall love the Lord your God with all of your heart, with all of your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. This is the first commandment. And the second, like it, is this. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. There is no other commandment greater than these. So we all need to agree on loving the Lord our God with everything we are. 
and that we need to love everyone that surrounds us. We all need to be on the same frequency, if you will. And there are two things that should keep us all going the same direction. And those are the Holy Spirit and the Word of God. And obviously, they both agree with each other. And they both direct us to the same path, to the same way of life. Some people may go faster than others. But if we are led by the same Holy Spirit and the same Word, then we should all be going the same way and that we should not be going very far from each other. And finally, if you truly want to make strides in the Kingdom of God, then you cannot just be a hearer of the Word of God, but you must be a doer of the Word of God and helping others understand the Word of God through your own life experience as you live out the Word of God. We will not be perfect while here on earth, that's a given, but God's Word will certainly help us leave behind those things that hinder our daily walk as we continue to follow Christ, because that's what it's about. Matthew chapter 5, verse 18 to 20 says this, For assuredly I say to you, till heaven and earth pass away, one jot or one tittle, will by no means pass from the law till all is fulfilled. Whoever therefore breaks one of the least of these commandments and teaches men so shall be called least in the kingdom of heaven. But whoever does and teaches them, he shall be called great in the kingdom of heaven. For I say to you that unless your righteousness exceeds the righteousness of the scribes and the Pharisees, you will by no means enter the kingdom of heaven. God made us all with unique potentials, but with the goal to convert those unique potentials and designs into kinetic and active movements with a singular purpose, to express our love for God and for others, thereby fulfilling God's word in our lives through the power of the Holy Spirit. And understanding even further God's will, his desire is that we all become great assets to His kingdom. We may not necessarily understand exactly where we are, because each of us has their own different situation, and what exactly we're supposed to be doing, because sometimes we just can't see things clearly. But if we just try to merely keep doing the same direction, prompted by the Holy Spirit, then we will fulfill everything God wants us to do. We are all different people, but with a common goal, and that is to be like Jesus. Let's pray. Lord God, Heavenly Father, thank you, O Lord, because we're all different. We all have different things. We all have our unique capabilities, our own unique characteristics. And Lord, um, you like variety. It's one way I can understand it. But Lord, I, I thank you, O oh God, because um, you didn't leave us alone. You didn't leave us to our own devices. You gave us your word. You gave us your Holy Spirit. And so that ultimately, Lord God, that through them is that we can understand the truth. And again, the truth is, Lord God, is that we have a purpose. Each person has a purpose, Lord God. We have a plan. You have a plan for us. Heavenly Father, and I thank you because you are so loving and you are so great that you have created a great plan for each person. Heavenly Father, we, 
we may not see it. We may not understand it. But Lord God, help us to have the faith that it is there, that it is your plan. And if we keep our eyes focused on you, if we keep going the direction that you point us to, through your Holy Spirit, through your word, that that plan will be realized, that that purpose will actually be happen, Lord God. Help us, O Lord. Help us to understand that. Help us to believe it through and through, Lord God. That we're not just living here just to live, but Heavenly Father, that you want to accomplish great things in our lives. Heavenly Father, help us to have that faith, to have that belief, to have that understanding, to have that conviction, Lord God. I give you thanks and I pray, Lord God, for every person that's listening. Again, Lord, help them to see the purpose that you have for them. Help them to understand that you have a purpose for their lives, that you do want to do things through them. Heavenly Father, I pray that you help them to see the reality that you love them and that you want to do great things through them. I give you thanks and I praise you, O Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, may the Lord bless you. The Latter Rain Ministries is a self-supporting Christian ministry dedicated to sharing Jesus Christ and His truth with the world.